So many of you guys who are uh, leaving the World Mission Society Church of God, you're having a couple questions that that are pretty common, I think, for you guys to feel after you're leaving. And um, one is, where should you go? Like, where should you go to church now? Uh, and the questions of like, what what's the true church? Um, and then questions about if you go to church and if you leave this group, do you still need to keep Passover? Um, and then is it okay to go to church on Sundays? If you go to church on Sundays, uh, is that okay? And you're, you're thinking, you know, how, you still have all these beliefs that you're so ingrained with from the WMSCOG that have taught you their ideas about these things. And so um, in this video, yeah, I just want to talk about a couple of those things, give you guys some, some of my own thoughts, just some personal uh, maybe advice on how to think about this and, and what to do. Um, when you leave and, and just some encouragements and uh, yeah, I get again just some advice on how I would answer these questions that you might be having. And so the first the first one is is the question of like where where should you go? Um, where should you go to church? I think this this question is kind of a, is built on a false assumption that there is a there is like one true organization or there's one true denomination who has it right and that all the others are wrong and this is something that cults often teach and that you know whether it's mormonism jehovah witnesses uh or or the wmscog one common thing cult groups have in common is that they'll teach that they are the only one that there's only one true church one true group or organization uh, that has it right, and everybody else who's not who's not a part of their group is wrong, and they're going to hell. They're of the devil, things like that. And so, um, this is something that has probably been heavily ingrained in in you guys who are uh, who are leaving, who have maybe left the church. And so, you have the question: what What do you do now? And I think many of you are still wanting to continue your relationship with God, and you're confused about how to do that, and what should that look like. And so, practically speaking. Um, I would just say that uh, we can help you find um, a church in your area if you want just some some practical help on finding uh, uh, groups that are uh, or churches that are meeting uh, and what what we would maybe recommend are are a safe group to join to and, and just to kind of avoid getting yourself into another mess like the WMSCOG. Just on a practical level, I'm saying if you want some help with that, you can reach out. If you want some um, advice uh, or or suggestions from us, we can kind of help maybe do a little research about the area you're in and to help you find a, a safe and healthy group uh, to attend. But just, just kind of theologically speaking, I think that's the main thing that needs to be addressed here. And so here's here's biblically, there's there's not one true organization. There's not one true denomination. It's not as if one organization like like the 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 first baptist church of god in in this this area like that's the that's the only church that that is true and every other group has it wrong and so uh, unless you find that one group you're going to miss it or or uh it's this one specific denomination you know it's the baptist or it's the mennonites or it's the methodists and or uh you know and you have to figure out which one of them is the true church uh that's that's just not true. I don't think. I think that's the wrong way to think about it. Um, first, the church, what the church is biblically, is not an organization and it's not a denomination. Uh, it's a it's a group of people. It's, it's, it's people uh, from every tribe, tongue, and nation. It's those who are 
like Jesus talks about children of Abraham. It's people of faith. It's people who follow, like uh, I think it's in Galatians or Romans, they'll say, follow in the footsteps of the faith of Abraham. And what, what did that look like? What did Abraham do? Well, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. So Abraham's faith and his confidence in the good character of God and God's faithfulness and God's worthiness to entrust our whole lives to, Abraham, that he had that sort of faith that believed that God's promises were true and that God was faithful and God counted that as righteousness. And so the Bible talks about in multiple places how those who follow in that same footstep, the same footsteps of Abraham, that they they have that same sort of faith. Uh, and so I think personally, again, to make this personal about me, what I think this looks like is that um, I think about how God gave Abraham these promises that were impossible. So God said, Abraham, I'm going to make you, I'm going to make your descendants as numerable as the stars in the heavens. Well, that wasn't possible. Abraham was getting old. He was, he was, uh, Sarah was becoming barren. And, and so, but God still said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. And Abraham believed it. So for me, the way I think one way that applies to us now, uh, in a spiritual way is that we are coming to God as sinners, as broken, as, as having committed different sins and made different bad choices. And we we can see in ourselves that we are weak and sinful. And so, but what God says is he says, he looks at us and says, before we do anything, he says, I love you and I count you as righteous I, and, and I'm going to bless you, not because of what you are or what you're capable of doing. In the same way, he said, I'm going to bless you, Abraham, not because of what you are or what you're capable of doing. I'm going to bless you, not because you're capable of making a child yourself or bringing this thing about, but because I'm good. And in the same way, he looks at us in our sin and he says, I'm going to bless you, not because of how good you are or how capable you are of, of, of getting rid of your sin or of doing something good for me, uh, uh, but, but because of how good I am toward you. And so it's first John one that says, we love God because he first loved us. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think all that, all that to say, that's kind of a, an off-road to say that that's, that's the kind of person that God is looking for. And it's, a collection of people all around the world, and I believe who are in different denominations and organizations who have that kind of faith, a childlike faith that believes God and then entrusts their lives to him, and they experience this heart transformation, the fruit of the Spirit. So when we believe God in that way, we experience his grace and we understand, wow, the, the pressure's off. Like, this isn't about me. This isn't about what I'm able to do. This is about what God is able to do and what he has done in, in Christ for me. When we realize that, what it does is it produces the fruit of the Spirit. We we respond in love. It produces in us love for people, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. And all of a sudden, we find out that we are fulfilling the entire law simply by having faith in Jesus, and that results in this changed heart. It changes the atmosphere of our heart and changes the way we think. It changes the way we think about God, firstly, because we realize, man, God isn't this angry, judgmental, wrathful God who just wants to get us and to pay us back, but our minds get changed and renewed. Romans 12, 1, it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so our thoughts need to first be changed about God. We need to have our thoughts renewed and made right about who God is and what he's like and what he thinks about us. And from that, we begin to think differently about ourselves. We no longer walk around feeling like we're this condemned, guilty, wicked sinner who just has to 
uh, you know, work and try and strive to, to try to get God's favor. But, but we start to think about ourselves and realize what the Bible says about us, that when we put our faith in God, he already, he already favors us. He already loves us. We're, we're children of God. We're, we're his beloved. We're the ones who he loves. And so when we have that changed way of thinking about God and then we ch change the way we think about ourselves, it begins to change the way we think about others. And so I believe you can see the difference between somebody who's experienced this transformation and somebody who's not. You see it in the way they treat others and the way they respond to others and the, the way they respond to being criticized or attacked. Um, and and uh, whether, whether they respond in love and humility and kindness shows whether they've experienced the transformation of God through faith. And so the church of God is people like that. The church of God is people, again, from every nation, tribe, and tongue, and maybe even scattered amongst different denominations, but as people who have that sincere faith in Jesus, who believe in him and receive him. And, uh, and so now having said that, I believe that there are um, there are dangerous groups. Obviously, there's there's. I think what this gets at is what you need to be careful of. And my encouragement would be to find find a group um, uh, that has a solid, firm idea of who Jesus is, of who Jesus is, who God is, what the nature of God is, uh, and and what the nature of the gospel is, what the gospel gospel truly is, what it looks like, how we are how a person is justified, what brings a person to become justified and saved. Uh, and, and again, that's something we can help you do. We can help give suggestions. But I, th I think uh, uh, this gets back to something we've talked about before, the difference between core foundational issues and secondary issues. And so um, in the midst of different denominations and organizations, different churches, different groups of believers, you're going to find disagreements. You're going to find... Uh, disagreements about secondary issues. And so we say it all the time, but that's what, a big reason why we brought Tim on to show that we don't agree on everything and we might come to agree more in the future. I don't know, but believers disagree about various things. Believers disagree about, you know, what the second coming is going to look like, when it's going to happen. Uh, there's disagreements about uh, the interpretation of different scriptures and, and whether, you know, things like whether the gifts of the Spirit, uh, if, if they're still something that we can operate in today or not. So those there's many things like that that are secondary issues. And that's usually what you're going to find makes up the different denominations, is, is that they have different ideas of these things. But at the, the heart of different denominations, you're going to find, um, if it's a true church, if it's, if it's, if it's, if it's a group that is truly following the Bible, let me put it that way, you're going to find the belief in the core truths of who Jesus is, of who God is, uh, of what the gospel is. Those are some of the major things I would say to look for. And that's why, that's again, that's why we're making videos against the WMSCOG is because the, we, we're okay with having disagreements about secondary issues with them. Um, you know, I, I know they teach that women should cover their heads in, in church and, and things like that. And that's not something that I'm really concerned with. Like, I, I have no big issue with that. Um, it's the things about where, when, when false worship to false gods are promoted. That's something that that's now conflicting with core foundational biblical truth that you, you can't you can't still partner with that person and fellowship with them and say you're brothers because now you you're serving different gods. When, when you have this group saying, this Korean woman uh, who lives in South Korea, this is the God that you pray to and worship. Well, that's a big deal. 
That's a big deal. And that's a group that you need to run away from. When a group has false ideas of what the gospel is, where they cannot articulate the truth of the gospel that, that, that communicates uh, that it's something that is a gift, something that is free, it's based on grace. If a group does not have a solid grasp of, of the fact that the gospel is something that is a free gift, it's, it's, a, it's a gift of God, it's, it's not a result of our works, if they're not able to communicate that well, if that's not kind of, if, that, if you don't find that in their teaching, if it's more in line again with the WMSCOG sort of concepts of the, of the gospel, that it's, um, that salvation is something that's a work, is something that we have to strive for and is dependent on our obedience to these different rules and regulations. When you see a group doing that, you know they do not have an accurate or a solid uh, grasp or understanding of what the gospel is. And so those are groups that I'd say run away from. Um, but I'm just saying, I don't think as you leave this group, one, I, th I think God is patient with you. I don't think God's, he's not angry at you and he's, and it's okay that it's going to be a process for you. It's going to be a process where you're not going to be able to just jump immediately into this other church, maybe just like an evangelical Christian church and, and, uh, and just, not have any issues. You know, you're probably gonna have these red flags that are constantly popping up when you're hearing things they're saying that I think God's gonna have to help kind of deprogram you. And it's okay that it's gonna be a process. Um, like we, you, you guys are probably familiar with Kelsey if you've been following uh, some of the interviews we've done. And, and Kelsey, it was a member for 10 years. She came out of this group and she had to pack her Bible up for I think a, a year or two. She just kind of, look at it because she had so many associations with the WMSCOG when she looked at the Bible. But God has slowly and is continuing, I think, to set her free from that and to and to bring healing to her associations with the WMSCOG when she looks at that Bible. And, and that's something God can do with you. And so just know that I think it's okay that it's going to be a process. And don't I don't think you need to feel pressure that you got to immediately jump into another group. What I would suggest if you're leaving this group, is that you just start to personally go to God, call out on his name. Uh, uh, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, uh, is what it says in Romans, and that's uh, from the Old Testament, obviously. But if you call on the name of the Lord, he's going to save you. And so what that means is that this situation that you're in, you've left this group and now you're in confusion and, and whatever, whatever you're experiencing, Jesus wants to save you out of that and to bring you to peace and healthiness in your mind and in your thoughts and in your emotions and bring you true freedom to understand that he loves you and what salvation really is, how you really get forgiveness of sins. He wants to do that for you. Um, and so I'm encouraging you guys, don't feel a lot of pressure that you got to immediately jump out of this group and then immediately find the right church, the true church. Um, go to God personally, seek his face, um, uh, call upon the name of, of Jesus, and, and I think it's a big deal that you do begin to find other people that believe in Christ and, and that people that are disciples of Jesus. I believe more, more than thinking, uh, here's I guess what I'm saying, rather than, rather than you thinking that you need to leave this group and then find the right organization or the right denomination or the right church group to join, what you need to look for is find other followers of Jesus to join with. Find other people who are devoted to Jesus Christ and you're seeing that their, their faith in him is actually resulting in a changed heart. It's actually resulting in fruitfulness. 
find people that are loving Jesus in such a way that it's producing love for others in their lives, that it's producing humility, it's producing, uh, find those who are, you can see the fruit of the Spirit. And I, I think you can find that. And I think it's self-evident when you do come across it. And so now I think you're, you might be able to find that within different denominations and organizations. I think you might go to a Baptist church and you're going to discover people like that. You're going to discover people who truly love Jesus. You're going to go maybe to a Methodist church and you can find people like that who are, they're God's people, they're God's church. And um, like, uh, and Peter, it talks about how we are, we're like stones. And so we're living stones. And so together, even people out of different organizations and denominations together, we, um, we are like living stones that build this this temple, which is the church, the, the holy temple, which is God's God. Paul talks about how we're God's building, we're God's field, and this this gets into something we need to talk about in the future about how that, that what great evidence there is when you examine all the scriptures and they they talk about the believers and and they they refer to us as God's building, as God's we're God's temple. Then you see in Revelation, God's God's the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven and just the clear evidence that that's about the church. It's about the people of God, not about mother God. That's, that's a topic for another day, but I think it's worth mentioning um, here. But here's, here's something I want you to look at real quick, or I want, I want to look at, I'm just going to read this first Corinthians um, <clears throat> chapter one. And I, I hope this kind of gives you some freedom um, in this area. So um, let me find where this is. So first, yeah, first Corinthians one, uh, 11, it says it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there is quarreling among you. Uh, what I mean is that each one of you says, I follow Paul or I follow Apollos or I follow Cephas or Peter. That's another name for Peter. Uh, or some are saying, I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you or were you baptized in the name of Paul? Uh, and then he says, I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, so that no one may say that you were baptized in my name. Okay, so what he's saying here is that the believers in, in Corinth, they begun to kind of separate themselves and, and begin to kind of be, get into this prideful, kind of carnal mindset and say, like, I'm, I'm, I got it right because I'm following the teaching of Paul. Like, I follow Paul, and so you guys, you guys are getting it wrong. And others would say, well, I was taught by Peter, and so Peter's the way to go. He's the one to follow. Um, and others were saying, well, no, I think Apollos, Apollos, that's the true church. That's the true one to follow. And so what Paul is trying to get is, like, I, th I think this, this is a reflection of, of the immaturity that you see in the church in some essence when you see all this division where some are saying, no, Methodist is the way to follow. No, Baptist is the way to follow. No, it's this organization or that organization. I think God is patient with us, and I think he works in people in the midst of that. I think God uses people. He uses the different denominations. Um, but I think we need to get back to this core truth here that none of us follow any. It's not about following any organization or denomination. It's about people who personally, individually follow Jesus and say, I follow Christ. So Christ is not divided. So even though there might be people in a variety of denominations and organizations, those who are in the midst of that, who are sincerely believers in Jesus, who fear the Lord, who have received him uh, and, and, and his salvation as a free gift, who, who are walking in the footsteps of the faith of Abraham, these people together 
make up what biblically is the church of God. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a people group. It's a people group called out of the world. Um, and it's a people group that doesn't just belong in one specific organization or denomination. Again, saying that over and over, but I think you need to get free. I think it's a false, it's a false assumption to come, come, uh, out of this group and to think that there's another organization or denomination that's the right one that you have to join. I'm just, I just want to encourage you guys to say that that's not true. I don't think that's the way it works. I think, uh, I do think it's important to, that you would join yourself eventually when, when you're able uh, to another group of, of believers that are following Jesus and love him and you're seeing the fruit of that. And again, uh, just the, the other thing is just to make sure that when you do that, you're finding a group that treat, teaches the gospel, that has the foundational things um, uh, right about the nature of God, that God is one and he's not a woman, uh, that he's, you know, as the Mormons teach, he's not a God who was once a man and had to work and earn his way to become God. Uh, so find a group that knows who God is and who teaches that, who knows who Jesus is and, and, and communicates that and understands the true gospel of grace and the free gift of salvation and, and teaches that as well. And I think when you're doing that, you're gonna be in good hands.